welcome to Niche Upon a Startup, the podcast for people who are freelancers, who run their own business, and anyone in between. If you're thinking of setting up your own business, or if you're early doors into setting up your own business, or if you're a few years in and you're looking for fresh inspiration, this is a place where we talk to people who are experienced and have um, set up and run something amazing under their own steam. And there's no better place to start, I don't think, than speaking to the person we're speaking to today. Gareth Hancock is known for a number of things, but mostly he is known for his business, fucking awesome copy that slaps. And he is somebody who's got an incredible, warm, informal, friendly tone of voice online and has grown a business that's totally unique to him. And this morning we're going to be talking about a number of things. How did he find his his niche, if you will? How did he find his business idea? How did he get the confidence to, to set foot out on his own? Um, and how did he grow it into being the business that it is today? Gareth talks candidly about the fact that when he started, he didn't always know how to value himself. And he talks as well about gradually over time, learning and establishing what he's great at and I think it's a really inspiring story so let's get going what do I enjoy I enjoy probably the people the most the people I get to work with I've been lucky and I've been doing this for 12 years and I've not really had a a shit client Uh, everyone has been mostly sound um, that is my favourite thing about it because it, it is a people business you do have to have close relationships with people beyond the people it's turning their ideas into into words I mean that yeah. as the job goes that is the best thing is digging into someone's ideas and pulling them out and then transforming that bringing that to life on the internet or in print and then them getting it and then then their joy in seeing their ideas come to life that that's the best part of the job without a doubt i just Amazing. love um, yeah i just love turning those uh, abstract concepts into like simple to understand ideas that sell their business because i think a lot of people at the moment are finding finding it hard running mm-hmm. their own business or being a freelancer and Somebody like you who's got a wealth of experience and the number of years under their belt. If you can talk about how you got going and how you overcame the pits and troughs of the first year, I think it's really inspiring to other people. Yeah, so it, I've sort of have a career in two halves. I worked on building sites before going into copyright. Before that, I worked in at Samsung as a recycler. Before that, I was a trolley collector at Sainsbury's. I always thought... Um, I like the idea of rhyme, but I never thought it was something you could you'd do. It, it, it's this thing of working class areas. I think you just it's, writing always seems like a middle class thing. It's not something ever wasn't ever pushed at school or anything. Um, I always liked the thought of it. So when I was laid off in the recession uh, of late noughties, um, I, I was constantly getting laid off and it got to a spell where I was on the dole for probably seven months solid. So I remember looking around online and finding 
uh, freelance marketplaces. And so I set up an account on freelancer.com. I don't know if it still exists. Probably, it probably does. But it's it's your sort of uh, your Fiverr, Upwork type place. Um, I set up a profile and I just started bidding on gigs, um, people wanting content. And someone asked me to do a submit a sample, uh, unpaid. But um, so I remember finding a news story. I think it was uh, it was a football story. And then I, I just sort of wrote an article around that story. I think it was like a transfer rumor or something. And I, I submitted that as the article, and uh, I got I got the gig. And I think it was something to do with like writing uh, about like ironing boards or something, an ironing service or something, in like all over the northwest. And it was like ten articles, five hundred word articles on oh. this. Yeah. Uh, and it was the Wild West back then, like SEO-wise. It was all about just cramming keywords and everywhere. And I got paid. I got I got that, and the client was happy, and I got paid like five dollars or something. Um, but I was I was buzzing. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that was that was crap at the time. I just thought someone had actually just paid me to write something. Um, and so. I done a couple more of these things for that same client, and then another client. Um, I done some website copy. I didn't know what I didn't even know what copy was back then. And that's how I, that's how I got into it, and that was that was the first half of my career was was that. But it got to a point where I'm working ten hours a day. Um, Turning out like you're talking like it was uh, defined word counts would be like 500 word posts and there'd be 10 of those in a day. And I, that's unthinkable nowadays. Um, but I'll be just churning those out day after day and it, not really, just barely covering the bills. And it got to a point where I just I couldn't get, I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, so I applied for a job at an agency, a local agency, and I got it. Um, and I worked there for two and a half years, around two and a half years. And I said to my wife, I think I can make a, I think I can, I can go freelancing, but make a better fist of it. And I know what, I know, because back at the, in, the, in the first half, I was very much what, this is what a, this is what a content writer, copywriter should sound like. This is what a business person should sound like. So I had my own little website and stuff and I, it was it was oh god, it was awful. It was very jargly businessy. But I learned like I, I, the more I thought about it, uh, the more I thought, no, no, that's that. You've got to be yourself. That that's what's going to get you work. That's what's going to keep you work. That's what's going to build the relationships. Be yourself. Don't he, even the even things around um, the way I write uh, of using language. I, I'm happy to use like northern slang terms in in writing and stuff. Now I totally on top. I don't care so much about grammar in my own stuff. Different for clients. Yeah. Uh, totally, just be authentic, and that's how I go about it. I didn't even know what a copywriter was really. I was doing copy from almost from the start, but I didn't know. I had no idea 
what a copywriter what a copywriter did or I, I was just a content I was just word for hire basically um working for people rather than with people I was just and everything was everything on those sites to fill like a, fill a quarter so they just all they were really interesting was the keywords and so they could get ranked in Google and then that that didn't differentiate me from anyone else in the world that's when I first started to find copywriting groups and writers groups and things like that which they, they were a game changer in terms of yeah. seeing how much you could actually make yeah. what you should be charging yeah absolutely um, and how to approach clients where you're not just throwing yourself in for every gig like i was you, you change your mindset where you're the guy people come to that's it so i think when i first started the country i knew i knew i knew i need to network i knew i need to network uh on social media and i knew i needed to create content to get noticed um I remember uh, clicking into something that around the personality, I'd see um, sort of interactions were very business-like. And I thought, well, if I'm just going in there, the easiest way for me to stand out is to just go in there totally unbusiness-like. Um, and that's what landed me my first big gig as, as content shed um, with the local authority. Uh, there was there was a guy from the local authority and he was looking for someone to write copy for the leisure centers uh, and uh, I seen his, I seen his post and I just commented on it some stupid joke and he messaged me saying like you stood out in, in them comments there can we can we chat and that was my first um, big gig but at the time, niche wise i think i was probably I, I probably was a bit cautious in that i didn't want to box myself in so i i, I had too many services i offered too many services i offered um the copy website copy uh which email copy but then i also offered the content which is the blog posts and articles but i also offered social media copy and um social content social strategy content marketing strategy and i didn't enjoy all those things i'd get work um that i, just, I didn't enjoy doing and it but again that that was fear of boxing myself into it going too small and then not getting work i needed to just early on i still wanted to, to make sure i was, I was reach, reaching different people off if someone came to me i could just still say oh yeah yeah, yeah i can do that um in them early days so even even the second tower it still took a while before i thought um the copy the copyright is what i what I'm mostly like website copy um print copy and i still do other stuff for regular clients uh blog post but it is it it's become more of i do creative stuff creative copy creative email copy um unless i totally I totally got rid of the strategy stuff i didn't enjoy it i don't think that's 
I don't think that's one of my strengths. Uh, that sort of thinking deeply about processes and stuff like that. Um, so I can I can reach out to other people for that. That's a big thing as well is knowing that, you know, recognizing where your weaknesses are and knowing that you don't have to you don't have to do everything. You, there's other people that specialize in that stuff that you can outsource to, and that's fine. And that frees me up. That frees my time up for doing more of what I love. But it does take time to realize that. For sure. Yeah. It's really interesting that you talk about um, how long it took you to be able to say no. Mm. And to go from being a generalist to being somebody that specializes in one thing and one thing that you're best at. And that, how long did you feel like it took you to go from being not a jack of all trades, but somebody who's spreading themselves across a number of different things to then really honing on to the one thing you're doing now, which is the creative copywriting? It took me a, it took me a long time. It took me, I'd say probably as recently as a couple of years ago, probably during COVID time to realize that, hang on, pop. Copywriting is is the niche. I don't, I don't have to do the getting rid of the getting rid of the content uh, the strategy side of things. That's me niching down. That's me finding the niche, um, not focusing on one certain topic like B two B or B, because that that stuff I, I was scared I, I'd get bored. I would get bored of being boxed in and it become samey. I'd grow to hate the job, but yeah. The actual service is the niche, not not me being specialised in one particular um, subject. Although I do have, I am probably write more B two B than B two C. Yeah, it is. It is copywriting, web copy, and email copy that has become the niche. So once you start figuring out uh, the things you're good at, the value you bring. What changes did you notice in your business? Did you start enjoying it more, or was it was it hard? I mean, how was that process? Yeah, it was. It was easier. It was easier because you, you. It's easier to attract the sort of people you want to work with. Um, there's less uh, falling into sort of the sort of work you don't want to do. Um, but there's always that um, thing of when they're in the quiet times, do you sort of take anything on? Uh, but overall, I do think that finding that niche was the turning point in terms of uh, so, um, what we're trying to say. People coming to me, the sort of people I want to work with, Finding me just by not not by me going out and finding work, but just by me being myself online and talking about things I want to talk about made it a lot easier to find good clients. I think. You can focus on what you're best at. When you're in the early stages of freelancing or setting up your own business, that sometimes feels unattainable. It feels oh, yeah. such a long way away and you're looking at these people who are years ahead of you going, how did they do it? How did they get there? How could I get there? 
how on earth can I go to the point where I'm attracting people? And so maybe let's talk about that, if you don't mind. If you could go back to the very beginning and give yourself some advice, what would it be? To, to the very beginning, it would definitely be to find the community, find other people you can, other copywriters, other creatives you can learn from, you can ask questions. Because I, I spent three years of not knowing any anyone, any other copywriter, any other creative, any communities. Um, there was a community called, uh, I think it was called Warrior Forum back in the day. It probably still exists. But, um, there was copywriters on there, and they were all like big time American, like that long sales layer stuff. And I thought well, that, oh, that that's too intimidating um, for me. That's nothing. That's nothing like what I do um, at the time. But yeah, definitely find find that community was was the biggest thing I should have done because that would have got me out of that rut quicker. I think I maybe would have believed in myself a bit more. Yeah, I've had that sort of support and that knowledge, but I didn't, and that's why I got too much and I, and I quit. Uh, but coming back to it, that was massive uh, networking with other other creatives. You learn to see them as not as competitors, but as as colleagues. We're all on the same board, um, and I found really good. I've met some really good people to find in these communities. And that, that has been, I'd say that was the biggest, that's the biggest turning point in my business was finding that those people to ask questions of, to learn from, to listen to. That's right. Um, I feel like there's been a really kind of lovely conversation we've had so far. And I want to just finish on talking about your new business because that content shed has morphed into something yeah. completely completely um, reflecting the journey that you've been on, which is that you know who you are and you know what you do. So can you tell us about your new business, Facts? Yeah. So Facts, am I okay to swear? Go for it. Yes, Facts stands for fucking awesome copy that slaps. Um. That that's come out of that finding that finding that sort of niche and getting getting rid of the other stuff I didn't want to do anymore. Uh, so for, for for a long for a long long time, I still am like this sometimes. I I didn't even like to say. I didn't like to tell people that I was a writer. Like I, I wrote words for a living. I just get so embarrassed by, especially my mates who just hammer me for uh, not having a real job and stuff. I just I couldn't say that. That's what I did, but it's come out of that confidence now of yeah, this is what I, this is what I do. This is what I, I wanted to just focus more on copywriting, on the creative copywriting. So that my services now are copywriting. That that's the service you get copyrighted. I can write copy for you. I can I can rewrite your existing copy or spruce it up, or I can help you write your own copy. It's still the same feel. Um, I just thought it was time for for an overhaul, and just move forward. It's not more, as we've been talking, niched service. 
of copyright and I thought it was, it was a good time to uh, to mix after I think six years six years it served me for the shed um, so yeah but it, it took a while to um, but people have it's, it's had some good feedback facts so I'm happy with it yeah it's so quintessentially you you know and oh, it's so you. awesome the website is straightfacts.co.uk yeah and um, you can find Gareth on LinkedIn, Gareth Hancock. Um, I recommend anybody who's listening to this who doesn't follow him, please follow Gareth. It's definitely worth it. It's the best thing you're going to do. Um, and I love the website for facts as well. I love the fact that it, the sarcasm right from the get-go at the very top. And it's just hilarious. Even his contact form has a pigeon on it. It's yeah, I created, yeah, I created a friend called Eric. Yeah, he's my pigeon friend well gareth i just want to say um a bit like your career this has been a really interesting and very inspiring conversation thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and um before we go is there anything else that you kind of feel like you wanted to say any further nuggets of wisdom or any advice that you haven't said already no, I think it's that big thing of just just be yourself, trust the process. It, there will be quiet times, but just believe in yourself. Be yourself. Get out there. Be Don't yourself. Yeah, Thank 100%. You very much. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Gareth Hancock talking about his journey from writing about lining boards to setting up his own business and having confidence and self belief, largely that came from him getting in touch with his own tone of voice and his own identity and sharing that with clients, but also finding a community that he could go to for support and inspiration. What an amazing episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, let me know and uh, stay tuned for the next episode, which is coming out soon, featuring another inspiring and exciting freelance story. Thank you very much. Thank you.